0: Brady Shea is going to score a goal, or I am actually going to lick a
1: ranger. It's a lot harder to identify an angel, Beth, because that's the, the spiritual world. But it's oh. much easier to quantify the data of someone who's a warrior because they've seen war. But they're Our just like, by perfect, the way, the dog is kind of yeah. dangerous. your <laughs> <you're, you're> children, unsupervised <laughs> uh, children, here's some pennies. And I'm going to allow <laughs> the dog to roll. And the dog will roll free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best of luck. Remember to cover your neck and
0: throw
1: if you get knocked down. And your carotid artery above all else. There's a predator who will have an instinct.
0: Um, yeah. Hello. Hopefully for real this time. Um, I'm a little sick. That's why you hear the, uh, <clears throat> the nasally deliciousness in my voice, which really, the timing could not be worse. My sister gets married on Saturday, so... Uh, you know, I do need to uh, do need to be present and sexy for that.
1: Uh, hello, Michael. How are you doing duties? today? Do you have any what? duties on wedding day? Like, are you yeah. an yeah. usher or anything?
0: Uh, not an usher, but I am a groomsman. But okay. I don't have like a speech or something. You got so. to stand
1: somewhere. That's your job.
0: I do. I have to stand. Yeah, that's my job. That's not too bad. I don't know. Well, if you guys don't know, <laughs> last week Mike and I recorded. What was it? It had to be like an hour and 20 minutes. It might have been an hour and a half. It was a movie. Oh, it was a oh, full movie. was podcast gold. Wayne Gretzky came on the show. He admitted that Bantering the Blue Shirts was his favorite and only Rangers podcast. And there's just no proof of it. Zencaster uh, screwed the pooch on that one. So we have a backup this time, though. We have a backup method in case this doesn't go through. And it it's something that I'm really proud of. So, you know. That's something. How are you doing today, Michael?
1: I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I uh I played a lot of hockey uh last night for about like three hours of deck hockey, so my legs feel like noodles today. And uh I'm we're working on report cards at Blue Shirt Banner Joe, and I wrote today a riveting report card on Paul Carey that I'm sure no one everyone can't wait to read it. It's gonna okay. be a great read about Paul Carey. Paul goddamn Carey.
0: Twenty um, nine year
1: old rookie Paul Carey.
0: Every week I think there's gonna be less and less Rangers news, and that just has not been the case this offseason, though. We've been uh
1: Yeah, it's been crazy. Been, Something every week. Yeah, I'm
0: relatively blessed. Uh you want to
1: start with some lias? This is such a bummer. I I think I it's hilarious. This. I think it's Uh, hilarious. If it didn't have like a real life repercussion, then yeah, it would be hilarious. But 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 what's
0: the real life repercussion?
1: Is that we don't get
0: to see him play. He can't play.
1: Oh, that's right. He's
0: out of the World Juniors. That's the best part of this whole thing. He's being suspended. So by my estimate, he will be suspended from the World Junior Championship for the rest of his life because he will never fulfill the four game suspension.
1: Well, does forgive me if I'm mistaken here because I was spinning a lot of plates today. Is this will this carry over in some way to the next IIHF sanctioned tournament of of any kind? Is I thought that was the concern. Uh, no, because it's not for the upcoming IIHF Worlds. So there,
0: it's just Elias
1: is a member of Team Sweden. This is just nothing then.
0: I don't even know why it's – a lot of people were more angry with the fact that the suspension happened. I mean, for those of you who are unaware, when Elias Anderson captained Team Sweden to the silver medal against Canada, when he was given his silver medal, he threw it into the crowd. Um, There's also like a, a, a very, very short video of them handing Elias Anderson the second place trophy. And like, I don't, I, this is my speculation, but he looks like he's going to throw that into the crowd too. And a coach has to like come over to him and, and make that not happen. And he like solemnly hands it over to the coach. But this is, it's my favorite thing that he's suspended from a tournament. He can't play in anymore. Yeah, That's I, like suspending I, you from that elementary school.
1: Yeah.
0: You, you're suspended from elementary school. You can't go back. Well, what do you care? You don't, it's you don't care.
1: Stupid. You're not going to elementary school. It is I, stupid. I agree. There's no I was talking with some people today about, you know, there's a, a a very kind of infamous thing in the world of women's hockey, which, you know, I, I follow very closely in the Canada, USA gold medal game. Uh, one of the Canadian defenders, uh, LaRock, took off her silver medal. She didn't throw it into the stands or anything, but she, you know, she removed her silver medal from her neck and just held it. You know, she was very emotional and upset and she had to like do this whole formal apology and all this stuff, just like very similar to what we saw. This kind of a, uh, you know, this pressure on Anderson and some of his fellow Swedes, uh, including Rasmus Dahlin, I believe. And it's this, Joe. It's 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 because it's disrespectful, Joe, to the tournament, to the other team, and to the fans, to the spectators. And my angle is, how. You know, how? These Explain people, to me how. They're emotional. They're human beings, especially goddamn kids. He's he, he's not old enough to drink. He, you know, he's, he's... Like, do you expect you know, him... And my whole thing is, if you don't want things like this to happen, present them their medals away from cameras and all that crap. It's just, you know, eventually you're going to run into guys who get emotional and people who get emotional. That, that's not even
0: it. Hockey is surrounded by um this culture of they're awful quotes none of the players show emotion everybody's super boring and by the book and the 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 events and the players that Buck that trend and I'll use PK Subban as an example <clears throat> and Mike as North a Bear player with a ton of personality and somebody who ever. right people just hate him Lias Anderson does what any of us would do in a situation like that. And people just tear on him
1: for it, and I don't get it. Also, that it lines up late. with his like that. One of the big things about Anderson that he's made goddamn up so competitive nature. Yeah, he's this he's this fucking firebrand. I'm already cursing, Joe. I'm already cursing, yeah, and, and you're dropping a big one. Um, That's for the next podcast teaser. Yeah, but you know, surprise secret. It's, it's part of who he is. Is this is this guy who plays with his heart on his sleeve and. You know, it's it's I know it sounds counterintuitive to a lot of people, especially, you know, perhaps some kind of old, old time traditionalist kind of fans. But throwing like taking the medal off, tossing it in the stands. It's like that's a guy who only wants gold. He only wants to win. Isn't there isn't that a good well, thing? Well,
0: I wasn't. When, I, uh, I it was not a cliche when I said he could play for my team any day because you want those types of people you really do um Lundquist he's is winner, and Lunquist is what? He's a winner. Well, Lunquist gets this this persona too of like, oh, he yells at his teammates and oh, he's not a good person in the locker room cuz he wants to win. He's goddamn competitive. What do you want? I don't I, I don't yeah, I'll uh, never Lund- understand Lundquist's that yelling
1: because- at on people freaking out about that. He should be someone's got to talk
0: and those are the same people that are like, well, Ryan McDonough's not a good leader because he doesn't really talk. He wasn't vocal enough. Well, you can't have it both ways either. Go into the goddamn corner. Um, the I only mean, thing first. I will say is when, um, when that incident happened in the women's gold medal game, it made me really happy. And not because it, it happened a second time or because of the blowback that happened to her. But to all happen. of these Canadian journalists puffed their chests out that a Canada boy would have never done something like that. Yeah, no way. He would have exactly. never done anything like that. And here's a Canadian athlete who is one of the best in the sport. She's on the Olympic team for Canada. And She's there one was of the not,
1: best defenders in the world. She, she
0: it was, wasn't. You know, yeah. remember that the women's she plays like twenty six minutes, minutes
1: a night. Jocelyn, the, the
0: women's right. competition wasn't watered down the way the men's was because of the stupid NHL rule. So and all these people had to either shut their mouths or be like, "Well, like you know, I guess it's it's not okay if she does it either." So um, that pleased me greatly. Gotcha. I don't. I mean, this this whole thing is dumb. Uh, I mean, he can't even play in the tournament, which makes it almost amazing that it even happened. But at, like what 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 point are you proving? Honestly, how is it disrespectful to the other team? They don't, don't give a know.
1: damn. I'm sure it's just they don't care next year's kids not to pull anything like this.
0: I, can't, I mean, you know, it's one thing if, like, instead of going to the handshake line, Lias is just giving the finger to people and he's, like, pushing guys off yeah. the line. Like, that's okay. Fine. And he he, he want to get at somebody? Like,
1: if he threw it at someone, like, viciously, like, he fastballed sure. a metal. Use that is a weapon, weapon. But use it as a weapon. Fun it over his head like a problem. Just crashed into somebody's face. I did I mean, love his it quote, is what it is. is. His quote was great, which is, you know, like, I, saw, I thought the guy wouldn't, like – enjoy the trophy or the medal more than I would was something. This quote was like that. I was like,
0: yeah. And and then he wouldn't change what he did because he's a goddamn competitor. Just in like it. I want him. The, uh, this old, I can't get a a good gauge of the old school mentality in hockey because it's like no emotion, no got to play by the, the rule book. But then by the same token, Oh, headshots are totally okay. And, be a captain that doesn't speak, but speaks. And oh, we don't want any of that emotion, but show me the emotion. I don't know what they want. I don't know what you want. And no one's going to give it to you because you don't know what you want. You, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people, you, you don't know what you want. Stay away from Anderson. He's my boy. It's bullshit.
1: It's just All right, it's well, stupid.
0: Were, yeah, that was, that was more than I thought we were going to spend on it, to be honest with you. But you, you got me good and fired up. I was good. I was fired up on that. Montgomery's really going to go to
1: Dallas, up. Joe.
0: Oh, what a what a smooth transition that was. But I can't, Oh, yeah, all right. Wait, wait a minute. This is an actually good transition. We talked about this a lot last show, but we couldn't obviously it didn't go up. Alex Gardner paid extra money to not let me use the soundboard. That's right. Um so I can be bought is what I'm telling you. So just come to me with, you know, whatever it is you want me to do um and You're i'll do it <laughs> i'll do it but um yeah i can't use the soundboard that was a perfect opportunity for me to use the dun 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 dun
1: dun and i can't, uh, you, can't so. you also can't imitate I, the soundboard I for, an, for an, i cannot know. imitate this.
0: well because i'm not a goddamn soundboard michael if i was a soundboard i'd be able to intimidate imitate it but i'm not i'm a human
1: <laughs> Int- intimidate it
0: i'll scare it into doing the right thing that's what it's i'm gonna stump. do um yeah jim montgomery who uh he played an interesting role in the Rangers coaching search, didn't he? Um, he went from like outside chance as of two weeks ago to like, oh, the Rangers definitely interested in him a week ago, to Larry Brooks' article yesterday about how like he really impressed the Rangers and he's gonna be the coach of the uh the Dallas Stars, it would appear. Yeah, following um, with Hitchcock there.
1: Yeah, what are, what are some of your thoughts on that, Michael? This, uh there's, I took a few things away from this. The first thing, this is a relatively young guy. Um, and he also had, you know, he has zero NHL coaching experience, which is something Brooks po- pointed out in his piece. But you know, he's, he won a national championship at the University of Denver. Obviously, Will Butcher is the first name uh, that people think of as a guy who's kind of come out of that, that program. But he has a very clear track record a, a good reputation of you know developing young players he's not necessarily a new school kind of a coach um but he is a younger guy and that all of those things I'm I'm mentioning all these things because we we're getting a sense of maybe what some more of the criteria are in terms of what Jeff Gorton is looking for, for this next coach. And none of these really surprised me, Joe. Do they surprise you? You know, a guy who's good with young guys. It's almost, to me, it's almost encouraging. No NHL experience. Thinking outside the box a little, this is different.
0: Yeah, a little. I mean, I, I do think that a college coach who, and now I can't remember, like, if we made the point last week or not, but I guess it doesn't matter because nobody heard it last week. Um <clears throat> A college coach will rebuild his program really every two years, you would think, right? You got the Seniors and the the juniors age out. Um, You you have freshmen and sophomores coming in. So I do think a college coach would be ideal in the standpoint that they literally live in a world of rebuilding. And Jim Montgomery has had a ton of success. He's been a guy who's been on NHL radars for a while. Adam Broke – I don't know if broke is the right word, but Adam – kind of highlighted the fact that Montgomery sort of had a come-to-Jesus moment when it came to analytics um, and has sort of moved over to that type of a a mentality to the game. And I really do think that, A, I'm very, very surprised that he's going to Dallas. Uh, It sounds like, and this is my speculation on what I'm reading, um, it sounds like the Rangers and Dallas made offers or at least got to the point of making an offer and Dallas's offer was obviously better than the Rangers was so um it's also worth
1: Yeah, playing I, I, he played I, for the Dallas Stars in his NHL career.
0: Huh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um yeah, it's it's not I, I don't think it's an enormous loss for the Rangers. I to, I was telling this story on on a thread in Twitter. Um in 2006 On the draft table, the Rangers had their heart set on Bobby Sanguinetti at uh, 21, and um, the Flyers did too, unbeknownst to the Rangers. And the Flyers desperately, desperately, desperately tried to trade up to get Sanguinetti, and it it didn't go through. The Rangers picked Sanguinetti. And um, if my memory of the source was correct, the Flyers were, quote, scrambling, because they really didn't expect him to be off the board. And in that chaos, do you know who they selected, Michael? Did you read, I think? Claude Giroux. They did select Claude Giroux. And like that's not to say that Sanguinetti is Montgomery and that whoever the Rangers hire is going to be Giroux. But like teams cast a wide net for a reason. The Rangers have apparently interviewed a bunch of people. We're hearing there are people that nobody's even heard about, ironically enough, that have been interviewed. Um, Dave Quinn, the Rangers have not had an opportunity to speak to Sheldon Keefe yet, which I would assume is going to happen, especially now. Um, They got their hooks into uh, Montgomery and obviously elected to either allow him to move in a new direction or they just couldn't convince him that New York was the place to go. So all that being said, I don't think this is a terrible thing for the Rangers. Some people thought that it was – I think Montgomery got hyped up pretty good by the media.
1: And that sort of changed his perception. You what? I share that belief with you. I feel like, especially because I think the Post, uh, the Post had a story go up the day before Brooks's story as well on Montgomery. It was like, it was, he was hyped up a great deal, even after the, there's a kind of leading voice on Twitter was that he's probably going to end up in Dallas. And then there's this kind of late surge from uh, the New York media about how Montgomery was, you know, impressive and a good fit and all this other stuff. And then, of course, it ends up he goes to Dallas. So there's a lot of people saying, oh, did we miss out on something special? But uh, I just want to make a point to listeners. There's plenty of very promising candidates out there. In fact, there's a lot of there's some guys who at least, you know, I would consider more kind of attractive than than Montgomery. But again, I don't know much. Yeah, I think Keith is still my number one, right? How about you? He's my number one, but I also acknowledge the fact that he's kind of the nerdy stat pick, sexy stat nerd boy, calculator and lingerie. Sexy,
0: can sexy stat boys be nerdy? Yeah, or can nerdy stat boys be sexy? Rather, sure, it can be. you can be sexy. No troll on Twitter
1: has ever been like that those goddamn sexy analytic boys. Do you remember being a kid and typing eight zero zero eight five on your calculator because it said boobs? Yeah, you goddamn right I do. Those are good times. I knew how to do like the equation
0: like whatever it was, twenty times like fifteen or whatever and minus plus and then get to it and be like, oh look, it's boobs. It's amazing what um, <laughs> it's amazing what analytics were back in the nineties and early two thousands. Um yeah. I I, I just uh, – Montgomery would have been a nice fit. I think I agree with you, Mike. There's definitely – the Rangers are not – from every indication that we've had from this organization, from the quotes that James Dolan made that Mike and I did on our Patreon-only podcast, hint, hint, wink, wink, patreon.com slash Blue um, to really what we've talked about to this point, just quotes we've gotten from Jeff Gordon and uh, other members of the organization – the Rangers are moving in the right direction. Uh, they're trending towards analytics. They want a guy who knows how to develop. They're saying all the right things. And I mean, even knowing this news right now that a guy like Montgomery, who is high on my list and high on your list, isn't on the table anymore, I still have faith the Rangers are going to do the right thing. And I'm, I'm betting you do too.
1: I do. It just, and this, in many ways, the fact that they look this close at Montgomery kind of heartens me. It makes me think that Gorton. Is definitely taking a different uh, tack than we might have seen Sather make, or at least that's what I like to think. I don't know. It feels like that's the that's what the case is. It does. It absolutely does feel like that's the case for sure. Because
0: I, 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 the Rangers, especially of late with Vigneault, have been sort of an old boys club. You know, Arneal, Scott Arneal, and and Ruff, or, yeah, well, Scott Arneal, Ruff, and Vigneault all had relationships with one another that spanned over the years of them being in the NHL. Obviously, that strategy is not working. You know, if you hire a plumber, and he comes to your house, and he destroys all of your pipes, and he goes, you know, I got a brother, you're probably not hiring that brother. And that's sort of what the Rangers have done through Vigneault's tenure. So, um. Yeah. Go out. Get a new. Get a new quote. Find like Joe's Plumbing or something because he's got to be good if his name is Joe. Of course, it's and, Joe's uh, Plumbing.
1: Uh, yeah. So, well,
0: it's not, certainly not. Mike was the first guy who came and screwed up all your goddamn pipes.
1: I wouldn't surprise me. There's a you lot, of, the a lot place, of lackluster so. Mikes out there. It's too common of a name. Um.
0: But uh, I I, I I've said this before, and I will continue to say this. I think the longer this search goes on, the better the chances are that it is Keefe because the Rangers obviously can't speak to Keefe while he's still in the playoffs. Um, the Marlies, I should have looked up what their series is. I'm looking right now.
1: Yeah, and, HHL of course, it does now. not.
0: Right? The AHL, correct. Um, I thought they were losing their series, actually. So I, I'm a little a little surprised that um, they're still here. Oh, 2018 Culture Cup playoffs. Here we go. Uh against Syracuse. No, they made it looks like they made the second round.
1: I'm sure the yeah, listeners
0: love the hearing you. Yeah, I'm sure they do to too as website. I Google it. Yeah. Uh anyway, I can't I can't even find it for all that. So as soon as he's done, I'm sure yeah. there's gonna be a conversation there. And I, I think we've pretty much established that he's a good fit for you know, a lot of reasons. This is not just some, oh, he's an analytic guy. Like yeah, this is a guy who has literally been entrusted with the most important rebuild in Toronto Maple Leafs
1: history and has succeeded at it. So, <coughs> excuse me. He's done I'm very, sick. very well and he's very young. New school guy who excels at working with young players. Chucks off all the boxes for me. Although I will say not – Quinn really does feel like a, a dark horse here that's
0: going to surprise us because there is so much smoke – Around him for there not to be fire. Um, I don't know how you feel
1: about that, but that's definitely something that's in the back of my mind. What if it's uh steam?
0: Yeah, but steam and smoke are two very different things, are they not?
1: Yeah, they're pretty different.
0: Yeah, they're goddamn different. So there you go. Enough of that nonsense. Well, yeah, you needed it because you've been bad. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know where the coaching is going to go. I don't know where the the pendulum is going to swing. I do know that the Rangers are doing this the right way. They're looking around. And um, we, we speculated among our Blue Shark Panther group last night that maybe Montgomery's camp kind of floated the, hey, he's going to Dallas unless you do something about it. And the Rangers let him walk away. So I would be shocked if the Rangers didn't if the Rangers desperately wanted him and they didn't get him, I, I would be surprised um, outside of the nostalgic pulls to Dallas because he played in Dallas at some point. Uh, Mike, one last question on this. Yes. Are you surprised AV didn't get the Dallas job? Because that really did seem like
1: it was going to be the perfect fit for him. Yeah, that, and now I don't see a coaching
0: totally, job open for him at all. Really
1: did feel like a natural fit for him, especially with felt so natural. the, the, you know, the reputation he's built for the, for his offense and a fast game. And, the guys that Dallas has there already. It felt like that was kind of a good landing spot for him. Um, to be honest, I haven't spent too much time worrying about where Elaine Vigneault is going to get his next job. I've been worried about other stuff, but yeah, uh, it's, it, it's going to be tricky for him. I think now it's, Don't
0: care about others.
1: well, you know, and he's still getting paid by the Rangers. Don't forget. Yeah, he's fine. Elaine Vigneault is so, going to be just fine. Yeah. He's probably got a sweetheart deal
0: with Wrigley's gum, you know, I would switch places with him right now in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, he could – Just to make $4 million a year for the next two years to sit on the sidelines? Yeah, I, well, that's fine. I if could be I had to now. be Alain Vigneault, but I woke up with my, both of my hands and blenders that were turned on, I'd still probably switch places with them. <laughs> they can never be turned off? Yeah. It's just they're constantly chewing their way up your arm at a very slow rate. You, oh, so their blenders are actually eating you Yeah, a lot. very slowly one they'll stop when they get to the shoulder but then you'll get cool robot arms um and you probably have the money
0: Oh, well you're making this way better cuz it's i mean how long is it going to take the blender to rip through you Ooh, i mean you, you get it's robot arms it to take at
1: least 36 hours uh, i imagine it being slow tedious work especially when you, you got a lot of bone to work through there yeah i guess i'm not familiar the Then you, blenders yeah. have many settings i'm sure there's a like a there's a pulse setting like it's bah, bah, bah. correct pulse margarita yeah
0: Blend, yeah. There's a lot. All right, there's a lot going on there. That's definitely uh, be a
1: rough. That'll be a rough day.
0: That's an image, but then you get the robot arms at the end. How amazing is that? Yeah, then you get the robot arms. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing, nothing you can't want. Up for robot arms. Goddamn right. Sign up for robot arms. Um, there's a new Ranger Joe. The, the oh, you and I, my friend, we're on the same page because hoof. That is what I was going to say. But before we do that, yeah, before we do you that, know what I want to talk about? I don't know, but I'm feeling a little tired, Joe. Do you have something for me if I'm tired? I, I, If you were tired, I did have something for you. I have a mattress. Oh, my God. See how perfect this is? See how it fits? The Casper mattress. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing support comfort for all kinds of bodies. Even my because curves? Your curves, my curves, Stanley's curves? He's not a, human, He's not a but human. He could be. There's a Stanley out there who's sleeping on a Casper mattress for sure. I'm sure it would work for um, Stanley too. They have something in common with us, Michael. They have over twenty thousand reviews and an average of four point eight stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google. Casper has become the internet's favorite mattress. Um, you guys should be going to iTunes and leaving us five stars in comments, too, because we're as good as Casper. Um, They have a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night, which is important these days because it is very, very hot. And the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amount of both sink and bounce. They offer two mattresses, the weight... and The Essential. Um, the Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural sa- shape of your body. And uh, The Essential has a streamlined design and a price that will not keep you up at night, which is great. Um, free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. So you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. 100 nights, Joe? Oh, 100 nights. Wow. That's basically a third of a year all you need to do is go to casper dot com slash banter and the promo code is Blue shirt banter, which would be pretty easy to remember because that's the entire name of the uh, the entire name of the show slash website uh, get 50 dollars towards select mattresses by visiting caspercom slash blue shirt banter and using the promo code Blue shirt banter at checkout terms and conditions do apply so yeah you
1: know Thank what else Casper you- uh, what I heard that Casper is made out of a special fabric. That is very convenient to wash uh, blood out of, if you happen to wake up with blenders on your hands.
0: That's see. That's very interesting. And then, it, does it have supportive foam for the yeah. event of you
1: having like robotic? Yeah, when you, arms when that you are, are now twice sort of, as heavy as they yeah, were before, if you, it'll it'll shape itself to your new curves. Yeah, and uh, absolutely right. Human curves. Um, cyborgs are human too, folks. Yes, we we discussed this a few weeks ago, Michael Linquist. No. I have to ask you a trivia question first. Uh, go ahead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I let you know I wanted to ask you a dumb question about mattresses. Yeah, i ruined the podcast. Joe, tell me just as many types of mattresses as you can name from, we'll start with largest to smallest. California king.
0: You're one for one. Queen. Full twin
1: toddler bed. Crib. (laughs) Toddler bed. You said that like it was one word. Toddler bed. Toddler bed. How'd I do? Uh, I hate to say it, but you kind of, you nailed it. I did nail it, right? I know my goddamn beds. There's like a couple of bullshit ones in there, like twin XL and stuff. Like God, those please, don't twin count. XL, you got a hundred of that.
0: That's ridiculous. The Good. only thing I would I mention
1: is at the very end there, you forgot dog bed smaller than toddler bed. Uh I don't know about that actually, because I'm looking
0: at Stanley's dog bed right now, and it, it is probably bigger than Kalen's toddler bed. Well, Stanley's
1: a, like a, a real dog. Like most dogs, but what are, are you smart about? Like Stanley. a teacup Yorkie. No, I've just thought of the medium average size dog.
0: The medium average size dog. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Stanley does have a smaller bed that's definitely smaller than, than hers. But yeah, I don't. I don't know.
1: I'm proud of you. You you did very well there. That's right. You know I know my mattresses. beds. I know my mattresses, which is why you folks should try Casper.edu.gov.
0: <laughs> Casper.com slash pantry This, by the way, right now, this is why you should donate to the Patreon. We're the professionals, right? This is – you don't want to podcast at home. You would hurt yourself. So let us do it. Let us handle it. Pay us to do it for you. And um, yeah, that will be a good thing. That will be a good thing for everybody. Uh, Michael Linquist. Michael. Michael Linquist. Michael Lindquist. The he of – one of two players in the SHL to be under 24 years old, Lindquist is 23, to be over a point per game.
1: 20 goals in 33 games. 10 of those what goals in the What are your thoughts on this? Play. I like this for a lot of reasons. Uh, I like this because this is, continues to show Gorton being kind of creative, thinking outside the box. It shows that he's still aggressive about trying to find guys who can fit into specific roles and this role I think linquist uh, it lines up as this is a depth scoring winger uh this is a guy who you know he's not going to be a you know a top 6 guy for the rangers but he can be a guy who contributes offensively and when you look at how little offense the rangers got out of their bottom 6 this year I mean especially after Grabner went bye-bye it's a uh, this is something they need bye, in, bye. in a big way because I, you know, I, I haven't watched enough, you know, I, I wrote up the newser today for banter and was able to find a lovely YouTube montage about with all, a lot of his goals and big plays from uh, the SHL this year. And uh, I like what I see, you know, he's not very big. He doesn't have to be very big. Just uh, I want, I'm hoping he's a high volume shooter and, that he is a guy who just kind of works his tail off, because
0: if he does that, he's a high you'll volume shooter. He's a very big volume shooter. His shooting percentage was like it was in the twenties, I think, uh, which was one of the drawbacks of his overall. Not, game. I want the shot total. I care a lot less about the shooting percentage than the shot total. But um, where he generates his shots are from very dangerous areas, which I think speaks volumes about the type of player that he could be in the NHL. Um, Great stats, honestly. It's only Up five eleven.
1: I don't care Up about that in his all. career. Yeah, but Zook's like three right. five. So and Rangers don't have a lot of right-handed shots, so I like that too. Yeah. I think he has an
0: outside outside chance of getting to the NHL this year, but definitely someone who could see the NHL this year or next year. Um,
1: depending on how
0: rebuildy the Rangers go.
1: Yeah, and the other free agents and you know what the draft looks like if they find guys who are NHL ready and all that, but he, it's definitely, you know, right today, writing my Paul Carey report card, I was thinking like, wow, they just, uh, they didn't try very hard here in terms of, you know, a fourth, fourth line guy who can contribute. And, you know, someone like Lindquist is just, you know, if he's not ready for the NHL this year, you know, maybe he has the, you know, the kind of typical, he has to get used to the smaller ice surface and all that goodness, but there's a, there's definitely something to be said about finding a guy who's 23 who had those kind of numbers, and all he costs you, Joe, is money. This is just... Just money, and Dolan has a lot of it, so... You don't have to give up anything for this. Just just pick him up, and, you know, he costs you money in a contract spot, and that's perfectly fine, especially because it also goes without saying, Joe, that uh, Hartford could also use goal scoring in a big way. Hartford can use a lot of things. Let's be completely yeah, honest Yeah, Hartford, Hartford. God damn it. Yeah, Hartford needs... <laughs> They were doing so well until the Rangers collapsed. And then they, 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 <laughs> you they made grabbed enough. Hartford
0: and dragged him yeah. down with them. And then the Rangers took literally everything from them, yeah, especially on defense. And think about how bad the Rangers' defense was. Like, who was that guy? Imagine what was going on in Hartford.
1: Yeah, they had so many ECHL guys and guys who were just signed for, uh, like, you know, PTO, like, you know, day-by-day contracts just to fill shoes, really. Like when I was doing the research on what the hell happened to the Wolf Pack after after the trade deadline in the NHL, it was just it was just a mess back there on that blue line. And I mean, uh, when what was it when when Sproul got called up for the Rangers? That was like that was the point of like no return. Like really. there's no return. Yeah, we this we ran through.
0: No we ran through like. <laughs> Excuse me, that's awful. We ran through the defensemen that were actually playing in the Wolfpack, and, like, we didn't know half of the
1: names. So that wasn't good.
0: You want to know where else you're not going to know half of the names, Michael?
1: Where else are we not going to names knowing? This is half. Joe's trivia.
0: This is the most preparation I've done for the podcast ever. Um, the Rangers pick ninth, which you know because you listen to Mike and Connor's live re- reaction to the uh, to the New York Rangers draft lottery where – they saved the fact that we missed the uh, our last podcast because of Zencaster. What I didn't realize was that Michael Conor did a good job. Attack me constantly on the show, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, Connor did a
1: good job. He attacked you
0: very well. I thought he 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 got his claws out like Wolverine would, and just consistent attacks. Um, I told him
1: he had to do all the research for the show. I uh, just took over your role of. Uh, just fly by the seat of my pants, bullshit my way through a show like you do, and he did all the work. I, I hate you so much. So uh,
0: the Rangers pick ninth. The Rangers number nine have picked. What was the last pick the Rangers made at nine, Michael, in their career? Jamie Lundmark. Oh, did you know that, or did you look it up? I knew that. Oh, because good for you. I, Who was the pick before I, that? That was number nine then. Oh, uh, before that, this one you I don't know. Get. We talked about it on know. the show last week.
1: Brian we Leach, know. come
0: on. What is wrong with you? Um, I don't know. So I'm looking at the Rangers' past top ten. I'm still on
1: breast milk when Brian Leach was drafted.
0: Uh, he was drafted in 1986. I was not alive. Um, I was just born and definitely drinking breast milk. So the Rangers have picked in the top 10 <laughs> a bunch of times since 1963. Um, Manny Malhotra. Yeah, the past really let's I mean, let me tell you the last real win the Rangers had. It's before, not Jamie Lundmark. Before Leech, it was really Brad Park. Um oh Steve Vickers. Steve Vickers is another one. I'll I'll give you those those guys. Um yeah, Anderson was picked seventh last year. McElrath was picked 10th in 2010, Al Montoya was picked sixth in 04, and Dan Blackburn. Uh, Dan Blackburn. In 2001. The Rangers
1: really whiffed in 99, but we're going to get to that in a minute. So what you're telling me, Joe, is for this draft, uh, Gorton just needs to take Glenn Saylor by the hand, walk him into a separate room where there's a lot of coloring books and like uh, plenty of stew and like a really calm music play. Just put him in that room, lock the door put the key in his pocket, and then make all the decisions. I would actually have there choose who he wants to draft and then just don't draft those players. That's then,
0: the, oh, there you yeah, go. That's the pro, that's, so those, are the, those are the problem yeah. people right there. Um, Yeah, I was sh- 50% of the Rangers' last four, since the really 2001, the Rangers have had four top 10 picks. Um, Manny Malhotra was a great fourth-line center, Joe. How dare you? Manny Malhotra was picked in 1998, um, and he was also picked – I think ninth overall. No, seventh overall. Um, McArath, total bust. Now. Al Montoya, total bust for the Rangers, at least, um, and really um, for everything. And then Dan Blackburn. fine backup goaltender, course.
1: but you don't... You, you never draft a goalie in the first round. No, and the you Rangers do did
0: it, it 50% of the time since two don't do it.
1: So that yeah. is bad. Now, never ever.
0: How many times have the Rangers selected twice in the first round in their history? Oh, I don't know. Uh...
1: 8 times, Joe. No. Nope.
0: You were very very close. I was going to go down to 4. Uh and these have not been pretty either. Anderson Heda last year, obviously the jury is out. Um Montoya, Korpikoski, Uh Korpakoski ends up having oh, a service NHL career, but you know, not one for the Rangers. 99 was bad. Brendel at 4, Lundmark at 9. The two combined for less than 400 NHL games and less than 130 points. Um, The Rangers got DuVay in in 77. uh, And then Lucien Dubois, who seemed like he had a pretty good career, actually. Um, Yeah, 72. This is long
1: before breast milk for either of us. Long before breast
0: milk for either of us, yeah. So, you know, not a a ton of wins here, which is also not good. Um, But do you know how many times the Rangers have selected three times in the first round? Never one. zero correct. Well, you just can't name like four different answers and then hope one of them is right. But the first answer was correct, so that's. I fine. believe I just did that though. Uh, you and did.
1: Not, there's no ill consequence.
0: I know you and Connor talked about it a little bit, but yeah, looking at nine, I'm not looking at nine. I'm not thrilled with the names that I think are going to be on. So here's the deal. To me, Darlene. I should not have done this because I, I'm gonna butcher these names. Svechnikov? Is that right? Svechnikov, yeah. Uh Zadina, Boquist. hmm Boquist. Whatever. Bouchard, Hughes, Tchuk, Wallstrom are my top eight, personally. My personal top eight. I really love Wallstrom. Um me too. I, but there's so much late season hype around him that I'm like, oh, he, no. so him and Hughes seem to be the the fallers, quote unquote, but like Wallstrom had seven goals in seven world junior championship under 18 games. And he was a monster in the United States developmental program. I mean, I don't even know what, like his numbers are off the charts. He
1: he was a true beast. He's also supposedly the best the best stick handler in the entire draft and one of the best, like, scorers. Just puck carriers, yeah. And there is some talk about whether or not he can, like, be a consistent score, like a consistent elite score. Consistent elite score. I,
0: I just, the only, uh, I don't care.
1: There's Svet, Svetchnikov? Svetchnikov and Zadina are, both are the, uh, the other
0: two goal scorers that I, I truly think. So. But Bo- I would love if any of if any of these guys fall, I mean, we know Dalin's not. Um I would be jumping for joy yeah, if the Rangers got we Boquist, know really. Svechnikov isn't um Tuchuk is going to probably get picked by Montreal at three or by Ottawa at four. He's he's a guy that would be great at nine for the Rangers, but I would not love that pick anywhere before that. Um assuming these guys are, are off the table at eight, I, I think Noah Dobson has to be the next pick. Um that's who Connor likes. The, Connor really likes Dobson. He, yeah. he was one of the biggest risers in this year's draft. I mean, one of the things that you need to look for in terms of a player is their their growth level, right? Like these guys almost all of them have played a year in the in juniors or whatever league they're playing in and then this year they they've played that second year. Dobson went from 26 points in 63 QMJHL games last year to 69 in 67 games. Like scouts were going out of their way to see this kid. Nobody rose more in terms of the stock than him. And Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet, and I quote: "Offensively, there is no limit to what he can do. I mean, that just gets you giddy inside, doesn't it? This would be a fine, also consolation I mean. prize. Him or, or Joel Farabee? Um, I don't think I like Farabee as much as he's definitely. If Farabee is on the tier way below Wallstrom, you know, Hugh, that top eight um, for me, it's what about Quinn? Heath Quinn Hughes. I would Quinn. Quentin Hughes would be. I think he'd be. Literally, like, like I said before, any of the first day players I named. If the yeah, Rangers yeah. pick them, great. I think Dobson, and for whatever reason, um, Kota Kanemi,
1: Kota Kanemi, the uh, the Finnish forward, yeah, the, the center, the young Finnish. Yeah,
0: those are the two guys that really the mock draft seemed to have them ranked way differently. Mm. And I've seen Wallstrom and Hughes fall to the Rangers. I've seen Boquist fall. He has a concussion right now. So there's some, some thought that his his stock might fall. But I think at nine, I was really unhappy when the Rangers landed at nine. Um, I was on my way to Foxwoods for my, my brother-in-law's bachelor party. Wait, but man, Foxwood. um, Fox. Foxwoods final five. I really wanted the number eight pick because somebody would have been there. Of that top eight yeah,
1: because that's how numbers were. But you never know. And someone get, someone could goof and poop their pants and the Rangers could get one of these guys we love well, like Wallstrom. Which I, I honestly think is gonna happen. I mean,
0: I would be I I I can't explain why. I have a feeling Dobson is gonna get picked um, by one of these these teams up here. I, I think I think Montreal is going to take to Chuck. They just seem like a fit. Montreal likes the big physical play. To Chuck is that type of a player. Um, I think they'd be crazy to pass off on Zadina, but uh, so be it. Um, and then I think it's going to get a little weird. I mean, let me. I'm going to paint a picture for you, Michael. Are you ready? Sure. Paint. paint Dalin yeah. goes one. Vechnikov goes two. Okay. Montreal takes to Chuck at three. Are you frantically calling Ottawa and Arizona to see if you can if not get Zadina at 4, get Boquist at 5 or are you not
1: showing your cards and you're sitting at 9 and waiting for it's somebody to drop? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a call you make. Um I think it's a call you make but you tell yourself you're not going to you know, you're not going to blow everything up like you're going to First of all, I'm, I'm sure they have uh, Cheka's number on speed dial at this point. So yeah, why not? Step on's there. You know, just, yeah, just say, hey. Remember last we year have we options. traded Uronta for nothing? You guys, you yeah. owe us. You owe us something. We've done like 30 trades in the last 10 years. Is there anyone you want? We just want to move up the draft. We'll give you the nine pick. And they say, well, yeah, we'll take whatever we can get because we're Arizona.
0: I. I'm going to give you a different answer. Uh, first of all, there's absolutely no harm. Mine was cynical. There's no harm in the Rangers calling these guys on draft day and asking about their price because they're going to pick. It's not like you're you're not showing your hand. Yes, you want somebody at that position. That's why. Um, I think once you get to five, you need to start thinking about it a little bit more because, say, Boquist is falling. He's probably not getting through Detroit. And
1: Chicago. No. He's not going to get through Detroit. So
0: you, you either have to beat Detroit, but if, say, Kanemi, Kota Koda Or Dobson goes in the top five. You know what I mean? Yeah, All of a yeah. sudden that changes the dynamic because you're getting one of those fallers. And that's what I think is going to end up playing out on draft day. I have – my gut is that the Rangers are going to use one of their late first round picks – and either a second or third round pick or an asset, be it Zuccarello, Spooner, or Namestikov, or VC or who knows, to move into the teens. That's my bet. Because is it Dominic Bach somebody that you're gonna go after there? Um there's a few Russians that I think the Rangers probably have some interest in. Are they going after Sarah Noel? There's just there's plenty of opportunities. For players to fall in the Rangers' it's lap, it's gonna be the most
1: the most fun, exciting draft.
0: It really is. And how long? Because
1: you, you I can't... mean, last year was great because you know the two picks and everything post up on trade, and it was like, oh, who are they gonna get? But this is this is not like all things being equal, the first two rounds of this draft for the Rangers are they're going to be crazy, no matter what happens. Cray, but cray. With or without trades, it's just it's just a like a, a flurry of of prospects they're going to get and this is a great draft and the thing i wanted to say with you talking about like the fallers is and i made this point to connor like the rangers priority really should be wing and d and that's um, this draft course, is loaded at wing and d yeah and like of course you want to do the you know we're going to take the best the best boy available right. whoever he is well you're, you're not and passing the him is, Wall Street because he's a center yeah but the good news is it's there's a very high chance that the best guy available is either a winger or a yeah, D. No, and give me the D. I want the D, Michael. I, I'm with you. Like If I can't get Sedina or Svechnikov, I'm definitely of the mind that I'd like them to take a D. Um, I, if I had my druthers, I would say a right-handed D. But you know, if Quinn Hughes is there, I don't see why not. You can't lose with any of them. You really can't. And I don't know if he I don't know if I can lose with Dobson I either. Care.
0: I think Dobson is a great he's a great consolation prize. I just I he's
1: a good, very good two A D is he projects to be a really, really solid two A D that has a lot of the tools you want. Yeah. I, I and um, I like him a I lot. I just
0: have a feeling there's gonna be some guys that are gonna pop into that top eight that we're not expecting. And Let's do it. But I also I do think I think the Rangers are going to pick three times in the first round. Um I just don't know what those three picks are going to be. You know the other option is if those eight guys are off the board, right? Yeah. Do you trade, you trade back, down. right, with say Dallas at 13 or the Florida Panthers at 15 and get another second round pick or another third round pick and then take the guy you want in the middle. And sure. then you know there's not I mean Vitali Krastov? off. Like we should really – I should go through this before I uh, before I say these things. Him and Desenko, those are two guys that I, I would really love the Rangers to get with their later first round picks. But if they're, they're in the middle of the draft and you don't like what you see at nine – yeah, make the move, but I, I really uh, Noah Dobson has grown on me a lot, and I like Joel Farabee, I really do. So I don't think there's a wrong answer here, but I do think the Rangers are going to try to get into the top. I'm going to say the top five because Buffalo's not trading one. I can't imagine Carolina's trading two. Montreal's not trading three. You might get four out of out of the Senators, and you. you you're I don't know if you're getting five out of Arizona. Mm, I don't see a deal that works with Detroit at six. Eh, maybe you can swing something with Vancouver, and, and I just don't. It's, it's not easy. Historically no, and, really in, in, in the middle of the draft, you, know, you have the Flyers at 14. The Islanders are at 11 and 12. Um, and then you, right now, the projection, because we don't really know, you have the Devils at 17, Columbus at 18, the Flyers at 19. You're not trading with any of them. So yeah, I, the Devils
1: are I, never going to trade with the Rangers again. Oh, I, I certainly wouldn't if I were them.
0: So yeah, definitely a lot of options there. A lot of delicious, delicious options. Um, Michael, what we answered questions last week and we have to answer them again because oh, yeah. nobody, nobody heard our response to those questions. Questions. And that's depressing. Let's start with our patron questions because they're more important. People, let's be honest. Um. Oh, I feel bad. Michael Silvers asked, considering what he said about Vigneault, the overall assessment of his sophomore season and now going into contract year with a new coach, how pivotal would you say the season, next season is for Pavel Bucinevich? Um That was obviously way more timely last week, but quick answer, Mike, go.
1: It's a big season for Butch. Uh I feel like this is, it, it's probably his last best chance to prove that he's he can be, you know, kind of the difference between a first line winger and a second line winger in terms of his production and talent. It all comes down to, of course, his environment being more suitable to him, like regular ice time, power play time, you know, playing with talented guys. And, you know, that means more Booch and more Zabinijad. Hopefully we get to see that with Kreider because that was really a sight to behold. But, you know, he is still a young guy. And in many ways, you know, if you're someone who has a, gives players a long leash, you can look at you know, the past two years and kind of say, well, Vino just wasted him. And in many ways, he really did.
0: Yeah, he did. Give him give him the opportunity to be confident. And I think he's going to be a great hockey player for you,
1: obviously. I feel like the uh, best thing for Booch is telling him in training camp, like, we want you to be our top six winger. This is your job to lose. Yeah, like exactly. We're going to let you make mistakes. And, you know, you'll make mistakes. That's fine. Make more good things than mistakes, which he does anyway. And he'll be fine. It will be good. Yeah. Um, Alex Gardner. It's a good question though. It is. This is a good question too.
0: Um, given that this year is going to be a year where the best case scenario is a backdoor into the wildcard spot and given that Chess Yorkin is widely regarded as the heir apparent to Hank in a few years, would there be any sense to Gordon trying to dress up Georgiev's 10 starts behind an atrocious blue line and maybe getting some value out of him? Um My quick answer on this, because – and again, I apologize, Alex. We we went into more in-depth last year or last week and uh, the show was lost forever. I don't think the 10 games of Georgiev were enough. Uh, I think if you're going to do that, you make Georgiev the backup this year. You give him 15 or 20 games by the trade deadline and then you try to move him because he's only 23. So you're you're not losing value by using him this year. I, there is an inherent risk in that. What if he blows up with a bigger workload, which is possible? I just don't think you're going to get what you anything of real value for him right now.
1: I agree. He was so good in those games behind just a, a terrible just poop covered defense, but just the, covered. covered in poops, all the poop, but the the real thing the rangers have is and we we talked about this in the podcast we lost but you know Mazanek is a RFA and you know there's there's a lot of big questions in terms of what the rangers are going to do so i wouldn't be surprised if the best plan forward in my opinion really is you keep Georgiev he's you your backup and then you maybe get a uh kind of like a, a like an older guy like a 25 26 year old um, you know, who not like either a guy who's looking to prove himself again, or, you know, a, a career AHL goalie who's been really solid. And in the event that Gorgiev does blow up and he's not as good as he needs to be, you can give another guy a chance to be the backup. And Hey, if you don't have a great backup for your NHL team, uh, it doesn't matter because as we already, as you mentioned, the best case scenario is backing up into that, uh, backing up into the eighth spot. So if Georgiev does become something like a commodity, something the Rangers could move, that would be great. It is also important to remember, like I'm, I want to make it clear. I'm on totally on board for Prince Igor. I think he's, he's exceptional and he's going to be great, but you know, there's no, we don't have to blow everything up before he gets here to make room for him. Um, but with that being said, if, if the Rangers can turn Georgiev into anything Anything significant, it's something they should definitely consider. I I like the idea in principle.
0: Um, all right, let's go back to last week because we had questions last last week. week. Hockey stat miner, hockey stat miner, over Mm -hmm. under of New York Rangers forwards traded over the next five months. I think we set the over under line at three, and I'm under. I don't think they're going to make two trades. Have to do the decimal. Remember, 2.5 is what you have to do. Sorry, 2.5 is the line, and I am under 2. I think it's going to be Zuccarello, and I think it's going to be one of Hayes, Nemestikov, and, and Spooner, and it's not going to be Hayes. So,
1: I say... Poop? Over, because they'll probably do some minor trade in addition to those trades.
0: Oh God, you're the worst. You're, you're well, playing by
1: prices right rules, and that's stupid. Um, you went under. That's price of right rules. Brooklyn sports guy.
0: <laughs> Projected mm-hmm. point total for Anthony D'Angelo next
1: season. Uh, if he's healthy yeah, and if he's, he's in the lineup every night, I'm going to say 39 points. Yeah,
0: you know, we set the line for this uh, as well, and I think. You know, uh, th- anything over thirty, I think, would be successful. That be I see thirty play unit because Shattenkirk, so thirty-nine points. I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna say thirty-three points. You got, I think we get thirty-three points bitch. out of him. Your prices rated me again. And, 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 Ta-da, ta-da. And I think that's, 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 that's yeah. not, I, I, first, I. the first time you went first. The second time, so yeah, but I went over you the, the first time.
1: Oh I mean, wait, I understand you're, what you're oh. saying now. Yeah, see, there you go. There, I knew it would come around. Like if you bet um, three hundred and ten dollars, I said, you know what, three hundred eleven dollars, and then you give me that right. shitty look, like I'm you, find your family and throw doorknobs at them.
0: Ooh, doorknobs. Um, Matt Schneider. Matt Schneider. What do you expect out of Igor Rykoff and when? Um, I think Rikoff is going to transition to the NHL game a little bit better than maybe your run-of-the-mill prospect would because he is playing in a men's league for SKA, one of the best teams in the KHL. He's going to do better um, than Bear off.
1: That's my prediction.
0: Yeah, he he, he need, I think he's not a top-four guy right away. But I do think he'll be in the NHL, not this year, but next year, because his contract ends this year. So. Yeah,
1: I'm right there with you. I, uh, I have yeah. I have high hopes for for Rikov. I feel like you know the Rangers do have a lot of guys in terms of young uh, young guys who can play the left side in the mix, and Rikov is certainly one of them. But I I really like what he represents on paper, um, just because of what Joe said. He's playing against men playing a lot of minutes in Russia and. That's that's a really positive sign to me. That that tells me that he's a guy who's earned his coach's trust, and you know he's trusted on a big team. There's a lot to like there. Yeah, I uh, I have Strawman
0: like aspirations for him, right or wrong. that would be lovely. uh, Jeff D. Jeff D. Who is your favorite Ranger? And if that player was an animal, what would they be? You yelled at me about this one. My favorite ranger is Mike Richter, and he's a pangolin because pangolins have, they're the Uh, only mammal to have scales, and they just sit around and burrow, and they stop hockey pucks in nets.
1: My favorite ranger is Michael Nylander. Oh, that's right. Nylander. I forgot. And uh, if he was an animal, I would say he's uh, some sort of jaguar. A jaguar, some sort of jaguar. Uh, uh,
0: all right, now we're to the questions that came this week that are probably a little bit Neylander more timely. I need a Neilander. You have
1: to buy me a Neilander jersey for our uh, our friendship anniversary. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> with yeah,
0: all of our Casper said. mattress
1: money, we'll, uh, with all
0: of our Casper yeah mattress yeah. money, um, Brooklyn sports guy again. Instead of trading up, is it possible for the Rangers to trade for, say, Chicago or Edmonton's pick and own back-to-back picks in the top eight or the top ten? Um, technically, of on that show. yeah. Technically, trading for Chicago's pick would uh, would be trading up. Uh, yeah, we did kind of touch on it. I, I, a couple of people have suggested that, like back-to-back opportunity, like with the Oilers. I may, you know, what maybe the Oilers, because maybe you can convince them that Zuccarello in the 31st overall pick is worth the 10th overall pick, but I kind of doubt it. But it's it's Shirelli, so anything is possible. What
1: was your favorite Prices Right game? Uh, Plinko Board. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, that's the best. I love, I love that
0: damn thing. Mod Elasiv? I'm I'm just giving Twitter names at this point. It could be anything. That's fair. What team do you think would make the most sense for the Rangers to target for a trade in order to move up in the draft? We kind of covered that one, too, actually. A lot of draft questions. We did a good job. Your stupid Uh, brother,
1: Connor Murphy. Ottawa? Or Arizona? Ottawa would be... Ottawa... You can tell Ottawa, we'll take your really early pick, but we'll give you so many other early picks because you need to rebuild in a big, dirty way. Ottawa has the 22nd overall pick, too. Um, can you convince yeah, them
0: that 9-31 is worth four? Maybe, especially if Maybe. they really want to chuck and, and Chuck's not on the board. Maybe.
1: And you give them VC.
0: Yeah, you could take VC. I don't want anything to do with that contract. Um, and...
1: You give them uh, Lunchables.
0: This question from an idiot, Mike Murphy. Mm. How long could you last if you could only eat Lunchables three meals a day? Can we pick any (laughs) Lunchable?
1: Yeah, someone asked a follow-up and I said, you know, you can do three different Lunchables. Like you get three types. So A, B, and C, but that's all you can eat. And how, like, how many days or weeks could you go? So I gotta go pizza. Of course, of course. you gotta go pizza. My respect for you has increased tenfold. <laughs> I think that's just
0: there's no way you can't go pizza. Pizza has to be the it number just, one
1: lunchundable. It's just, it's just a cracker with with pizza and cold cheese on it. it's it still works for me. And that very fake pepperoni, it's all good. Yeah, it's it's great. fine.
0: So that's that's there.
1: Um, I'm gonna be completely honest
0: with you, not a huge fan of the sandwiches, the turkey cheddar, the ham and cheddar. Oh uh, no, no, the, the deli meats were in those are very gnarly. They're worse than like what normal,
1: yeah. you know, normal deli. They're like thirty percent salt.
0: Uh the yeah. nacho cheese dip and salsa, I think, is the next one that you need to go with.
1: Okay, so you have your one and your two, but have, you're not doing
0: sandwiches. Okay. I'm not doing sandwiches, I have my one and my two. Uh, boy, oh boy, I don't know if there's another Lunchable I'd really want. Well, you can go with
1: just two if you want. I would just go with the pizza. Yeah, I'm going to... And write it out.
0: I'm going to go with pizza. Well, no, I'm going to add the nachos because I need the variety. I think I could last like three days, but they would be day two. Really, the afternoon of day one would be pretty
1: miserable. I agree. There is, there's definitely that point. Around day three or four where you're you're looking at it and you're just like, This is just Yeah. yeah you're yeah. gagging. You're just gagging all over the place. Furthermore, really it's risky. not a lot of food because yeah, it's bad. designed for a little person. For a child. For a young 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 baby child yeah, yeah, boy. boy or girl. Um Jamie bustled. Bustled. I hustled bustled. and I bustled.
0: Will we move at least two of Zook Vlad and Spooner on draft day? Ooh. That's a great question. That's I'm kind of say, the question we tap dance around a lot, isn't it? I'm gonna say Zuccarello faux fo show. For I show. would be very surprised if the Rangers did not move Zuccarello. Um
1: You can get so much back from. You really can. I
0: I, it I, hurts. I have it a hurts, feeling they are
1: man. gonna trade you know
0: one of Spooner and Domestikov. I, I just I don't know if it's gonna be a draft day move or if it's gonna be
1: you With know. If you're the GM, who is it? Is it spoons or or Vladdy? Um, who do you think can get back? It's probably you can get more back for Vladdy. Yeah, I just, just because just, of the Kucherov Stamkos boost he got.
0: You see, I,
1: I you actually break, think I think you can again. get
0: more for Spooner because Spooner had an unbelievable he season. Can't
1: get more for he had no, he had twenty, he had played twenty games or whatever with the Rangers. Didn't have but, an unbelievable season an Unbelievable stretch. Why, uh, excuse me. What was it? Sixteen points. Of in 20 games. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about
0: that. I have a, I have a beautiful mind. A crazy psycho.
1: <laughs> Spooner didn't just have. Immediately, I pictured the like a scene from the yeah, Russell Crowe movie. He didn't just have
0: sixteen man. points in twenty games. With a beautiful ranches. mind. You son
1: of a bitch. I want that to be the trailer for uh, for your version. He of a had
0: forty one points. In fifty-nine games this year, I mean, he had a very, very good season. Okay, what did what did Bland have? I okay, I understand the point that you're about to make because you're simple-minded.
1: Yeah, because I have a
0: beautiful mind. No, you no, you have an, a You have a f- stupid mind. How was that? That was too mean. I'm sorry. I don't want you to buy a Newlander jersey anymore. I um, don't trust you. I I think teams would be scared off by Neilander's run with the Rangers. I think teams would be encouraged by Spooner's you run. You said Rangers. Nylander's run. With yeah, Rangers. sorry, by Nemestikovs. Ah, you know the Russians. They're all the same, even though Neilander's not mm-hmm. a Russian. Swedish. Joe. Um, <laughs> <ba-na-ba-na>. <laughs> so I
1: think they tr- they're going to trade Vlad. I think just because think they
0: Vlad for a great contract.
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. Though, son of a bitch. So, I do think it's going to be Spooner. I, I mean, if you remove your heart and your soul, right? You are just a robot. You are just your beep boop just made out of robot. metal robot. Yeah, full robot. You trade Zuccarello. It hurts. It hurts so bad. But you are going to get so many good yeah, you toys have no feelings.
0: Arms. You don't care. You are a robot. Yeah, it the blender just think about
1: off your, your arms. Hearts. Like I get robot arms now, yeah. and I am enhanced. Um, but then you have to choose between Vlad and Spooner. And Spooner's so good, but so bad defensively, uh, but so good on the power play. Uh, you don't want him to play center. So you can tell him, Spooner, you have to play wing, and you also have to maybe figure out defense. But the problem with Spooner is he's not a young puppy boy. Uh, so I, if push comes to shove, I trade Spooner. I don't I, I don't feel certain about it, but I trade Spooner just because I feel like Vlad's game is more balanced. And I also he has a really terrible hair and that makes me happy. And I also like that he makes Booch happy. Yeah, I, I think first of all, Nemestikov is a year younger, which I guess matters in. in he
0: has these really situations. bad hair,
1: too. He has 80s um, hair.
0: I think Nemestikov brings more overall to the game.
1: Right. He has USSR hair.
0: Uh, and I think like Spooner is going to be Russian more. Like here. here's here's the reality of the situation. I think Miller is turning into close to a six million dollar man. I really do. I mean, and that's
1: without robot arms.
0: Without robot arms, I I think that's what I think that's what he's turning into. So if you can get Nemestikov for three million dollars a year, which I don't think is totally
1: unrealistic. Three million a year, you said for how yeah. long? What's the term? I don't know. Four years. Okay.
0: we get one more big contract out of him?
1: I feel like, yeah. Maybe three and a half? I don't think he's going to get much more than four. Let's call it 3.4.
0: Call it 3.5. I don't give a shit. I'm crazy. I'm feeling crazy. Price is right. Can we get sued for that?
1: Probably. But what's Drew Carey going to do? Is it still Drew Carey's gig?
0: I think it is. And now that we've name dropped him, I I think it's going to get way worse. It's coming. No, we'll just tell him we like we like Cleveland, Ohio, and that'll. Uh, that'll but he's literally clear. listening to us right now. Lie about what we're gonna do. He's not listening to us. Uh, Cleveland. Anyway, uh, yeah. So have you ever been to Cleveland? I have not. It seems like a terrible. I think place. it's. I think it's going to be Spooner. I think Spooner is going to get traded. That's my bet.
1: I. Spooner and Zuccarello. I would like them to choose to to trade Spooner first especially because I ah, God, he's so fun to watch though. He is. I, I, I wouldn't mind if they kept both of them. Yeah. But then if you keep both you of can. them, you have you to, just can't. it comes down. It, yeah. And it also comes down to the contracts and like, are you committing to both of them? Cause you can't do that for damn sure. Yeah. Like maybe doing something crazy, like, all right, Spooner one year for this. And then we hold on to you and we trade you at the deadline. Like sign me up for that, but that comes with plenty of risks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a tricky, tricky call. Tricky, tricky call. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one though. I like that. that really All these one. questions. Yeah. Great. Well, and, and I apologize. Lunchables question of was the best though. I apologize
0: for those of you who were asking questions last week that we kind of glazed over this week. Um, but, I definitely wanted to get to them, but obviously the timing of them was was a little bit like some of them were about where do you think the Rangers are going to land in the draft lottery? Well, we know the answer to that question. So Joe, Michael,
1: excluding your genitals and eyeballs, where is the last place you want to have a Band-Aid on your body?
0: Oh, the tip of my index finger. Okay, for sure,
1: oh yeah, I, I see what like if you saying. have a
0: cut you're saying if you have like a where you have a wound that you're covering,
1: yeah, 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 the tip mm-hmm. of your in I, I was, was thinking-, thinking more of the I was thinking more of the the ripping off of a band-aid pain. Oh, well, that's a totally different question, Michael, yeah, but i I kind of liked your question more, yeah for the answer that you gave yeah, that's that would suck for typing. yeah, it would that's how I that's how I make all my my livings. Is the tippity taps. which is why I want robots. You point at things.
0: You try to grab things. Oh, you know where it's really bad. Your Mm. tiger's eye or tiger's mouth. Sorry, your tiger's mouth. You know what that is? Oh, the corner of your mouth. No, the tiger's mouth is the skin between your thumb and your index finger. If you make a gun, it's that the crescent. You ever ever cut there, like right in the middle, like a paper cut, and then every time you open your hand, it hurts.
1: Yeah, any cut between your fingers is not good. Yeah, bad news bears. Real bad news bears.
0: Uh, (coughs) Oof, that seems like just about where
1: we should end this, doesn't it? Talking about bad news bears?
0: We've hit our contractual obligation.
1: Joe? Michael? It's pick number nine. Who do you think the Rangers get? Hmm, That's a great question. Not who does Joe want? Who does Jeff Gordon want? No, that's not the question either. not who does Jeff Gordon want? Who does Robot
0: Arms Elaine Vigneault want? It's who want. Jeff Gordon is going to end up with. You know what I mean? Not
1: who does Robot Arms Elaine Vigneault want. I have a gut and I Jim have a heart. Montgomery Dallas. Which want? one do you want? The gut or the heart? Uh, give me your gut first.
0: My honest answer to that question is Hughes. I don't know why, I just think Hughes is going to fall to 9. He's going to be the guy that falls because he's tiny sure. but my gut is telling me it's Boquist. honestly I think the concussion is gonna scare some teams off and for whatever reason, I think I can't prove <laughs> I can't prove this but guys like Boquist who have unbelievable numbers in you know, you can't prove it the lesser leagues of, of international hockey, like, Boquist did 24 points in 25 games as a defenseman in the super elite, which is like the league below. It's like the junior leagues of Sweden. I think a lot of guys, and it was the under 20 group. I think a lot of scouts look at that and they're like, oh, you know, is his game going to transition over to, um, is his game going to transition? He only had one assist in 15 games in the SHL. And then they turn around and they look at a guy like Bouchard, who in a much more traditional OHL had 87 points in 67 games and they think... But he makes me think of Joel Bouchard. Yeah, you said that on the podcast last week. They think, yeah, we got to go after that guy. Even, you know, Hughes, 29 points in 37 NCAA games. I just... There are reasons why I can see these guys fall. My heart is telling me it's going to be Boquist. My head is telling me it's going to be Hughes, which means it will probably be Dobson. My gut is telling me it's going to be Farabee. Therapy. He's he's another one that my gut, you know, may touch gently.
1: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope your your own guts gently touch uh food. I hope
0: that the tips of your fingers touches patreon.com slash blue banter and pledges to us. Oh that was a great one, wasn't it? That was
1: pretty fucking good. Yeah, there you go again. <clears throat> Anthonyola,
0: John J. Porter, Alex Gardner, John Repi, Johnny Lowe, Eric Cohn, Alexander Ricard, Daniel DeGen, Matt Bader, Guy from Montana, 50, Stink Fleeman, Mike Offit, Trevor Kepner, Gabriel Vargas, Dan Carosi, David L. Singer, Andre Shikagoff, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Scott Potash, Chris Habibi. He's a Chris he's Habibi, a of yours, isn't he? That's the guy that you were talking about. Yes. The guy that you were talking all kinds of crap about before the show started? That guy?
1: That's right. I was saying horrible things about his family. and uh, (laughs) James Dangles?
0: I was just making that up, Chris. Uh, Danny Santiago, Grumpy Smokey, Igor Zatlovsky, Thomas Osa, Chris B., and Michael Silvers. They all donated. So here's the deal, something that I wanted to mention last time. I should have put it at the front of the show. Now that we've gone to Mm. a recorded version and we're doing these Q&As, patrons get first crack at questions. So if you are a patron supporter, go to patreon.com slash blue sharp banter. You can send us a message. And if you ask us questions, we will get to them on the podcast for sure. You're guaranteed. So long as it's not. Also,
1: we're thinking about putting a small percentage of the money we get from the Patreon aside and buying a bomb shelter uh, in the event of an apocalypse of some kind. And. Naturally, there's only going to be so much room in the bomb shelter. And so, if you're on the Patreon list, I'm not saying what's going to happen, but we're certainly going to think of those people first. Yep. I mean,
0: listen, in this post apocalyptic society where Mike and I have taken a bloodthirsty. We're going to have canned throne, peaches
1: and Lunchables for right? everybody. We're, we're going to have to, yeah. And not tacos, but taco sauce. We're going to be able to put taco sauce on uh, like really hard bread. It's going to, uh, after a while, you get used to it, though. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or it's radiation poisoning. So, <laughs> 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 buy a Casper mattress. Does that need, I wonder, I want one day, I really want to just have the amount. I should buy a new mattress. How much does the mattress cost, Joe?
0: Well, Michael, you can save $50, terms and conditions apply by using Blue Shirt. How much did uh, Kalen's baby mattress well, cost? Well, Kalen's is a little bit different. It's a crib that eventually converts into a toddler bed. It's a Transformer. It is a Transformer, yeah. She sleeps on a Transformer.
1: I, I was really hoping you are going to say that you just use one of Stanley's old beds. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing would that be? That would be pretty great. Yeah, we'd just throw her on the floor. <laughs> you know, she's covered in dog hair, but she seems happy, <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, we put a, a couple of cardboard boxes under it, so it's, you know. Yeah, and she's some fine. Chick, some fine. chicken wire around it, so she doesn't yeah. roll out of the bed. It's all fine. Thank you for listening, friends. Yeah, Michael This is f- a ranger. He is. How many goals does Lindquist score in the AHL or NHL next season, Joe? Oh,
0: well, that's those are two very different questions.
1: If he stays in the AHL, how many goals does he score, Joe? Twenty-five. I'm gonna say twenty-six. But I, I,
0: oh, you, you won again. You're right. You. you da-da, off,
1: da-da, 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 da-da,
0: how many goals does he score in the NHL? I know. Why don't you tell me? No. Ba-da, no. Ba-da. Uh, I don't, I'm, he's going to get, if he gets any games in the NHL next year, either something amazing has happened or something horrible has happened. Eight goals. Uh, if he's, yeah, I was going to say if he scores five goals in the NHL next year, it's a, a huge win. You
1: say five, I say six. Da-na, da-na, da-na.
0: Oh my God. I want to use the, I want to use the soundboard. You so can't.
1: Bad. He paid you. Only he I did. make the sounds now.
0: He did. <laughs> Only we make the sounds manually now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. This was That's wonderful. That's the show. Mike is a whale. That's a show contractually obligated kisses and hugs. Goodbye, everybody. Good night.